Today on Pilgrim Radio's His People, Linda Green and hear her daughter, Sarah Walton, on God's grace and the ups and downs of motherhood. Is this the sum of my parenting? Is just this mess that I see all the time that I feel like I have no answers for? And so you often don't see those answers in the the middle of it. It's really now looking back and seeing how God carried us through that I'm realizing the work he was doing in those years. And we're not out of it, but we're in a different version of it now. It is, you know, much better than where we were. Linda Green and Sarah Walton next. It's been said motherhood is one of life's most joyful yet most difficult gifts. Sarah Walton and her mom, Linda Green, have teamed up to write He Gives More Grace, a book of hope-filled, positive devotions which recognize the realities and pressures, joys and disappointments of motherhood, and gives reminders of grace from God's Word to hold on to each day. Here's Kimberly Birchall. Sarah and Linda, when moms are in those busy parenting years with children in the home, if asked what they need most, they might answer, well, I really need a break, or some grown-ups to talk to, or an uninterrupted hour to just soak in the tub. But what would you two say moms actually need the most? You know, I think those felt needs are always the things that come to our mind for immediate relief. But I think moms, most of all, need to know they're not alone in their parenting journey, that God is with them and has equipped them to do the the job that he has given them to do, and that his grace is accessible to them when they run to him with even a word of prayer asking for his help. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think we live in a culture that very much sees weakness as a negative thing, that it is purely a detriment. And obviously nobody likes to feel weak. That's normal. And I think that's okay. (laughs) But I think we first of all assume we're the only ones. And so I think just the encouragement that really every mom feels her lack Every mom doesn't feel like she's doing it all right, doesn't doesn't get the rest we always feel like we need. I mean, that's the essence of motherhood is never being rested. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I just think that is the sacrifice of motherhood. It's a gift, but it's a sacrifice too. And I think just partly knowing that that's normal and that that is okay. And instead of seeing our weakness as though that's the hindrance to us being the mom that we want to be seeing that that's actually often the tool God uses to drive us to our knees and to see our dependence and our need for his wisdom, for his rest. Um, And we think about the life of Jesus and Jesus himself had to pull away from the crowds when he knew he needed to go and have not just rest, but time with the father. And so I, I think sometimes we misinterpret our need for rest as though we really actually need rest in the Lord. And it doesn't mean that we don't need a good night's sleep. It doesn't mean that we it wouldn't benefit us to take a bath. Those things are good, but they also aren't the main thing. And the thing that's actually going to give us the most life as a mom. And so I think if we can see God can sometimes use those things as a gift to us, but mainly seeing the fact that his supplication is really what we need the most and his comfort and his rest and his wisdom. And just knowing that we have his strength available to us at all times. I don't think we always know that we 
we don't always have to learn that until we feel that keen sense of weakness and exhaustion. Linda, what would you say was your hardest parenting season and how did you find God's grace in that time? Well, I would say my my hardest season for sure. I, I was always fairly confident as a mom for the elementary years. When when Sarah, my wonderful daughter, <laughs> entered into middle school, she began to struggle in ways that I just didn't have answers for. And I, up to that time, had felt like I had all the answers that I needed for parenting. And so that season really took me to my knees in a whole new way. And I dug into scripture more deeply. I My prayer life became more vibrant uh, because I recognized that I needed the Lord's wisdom. The words I said were not working. The things I did were not working. And so I just cast myself on the Lord and he began to do a new work in my own heart, which I think eventually served as a model and, and a strength that pointed Sarah back to the Lord as well. Mm. Sarah, how about you? What, what would you say has been your hardest parenting season so far? And how did God meet you there with grace? Well, I've been a mom for 16 and a half years and the hardest season has been 16 and a half of those years. <laughs> so, you know, I think there's obviously varying kinds of challenges that are mixed in with, with that. But um, our biggest challenge, I think, you know, our, our firstborn was born with some, some major challenges that didn't come out and represent physically. And so we didn't know anything was different about him until that started to represent behaviorally and in different ways that as first time parents, especially, we just didn't know what what was our fault? What are we doing wrong? Is there something that we need to figure out? And so it wasn't really until he was more like four until we started to have to get outside help and, and figure out what was going on. But that journey, then we introduced three more children after that and and his challenges which both were hurtful to him and to our family i think that brought me so much to my knees because it it wasn't only that i didn't know how to parent i mean parenting in general we feel our lack but this was like times 10 and most of my friends had no similar experience than i as as me so i didn't even have anybody to ask it, in fact it was so isolating that I I really actually didn't share much about it because people were so, they had no idea what to say. And so I think that was probably the hardest aspect was feeling like we need the support as moms, but our situation was so unique from every mom I knew that it felt very, very isolating. And so I was very much on my own in many ways, other than the few like gifts God gave us and my parents being close and them investing. And, and so it, it really brought us to our knees because it was so demanding physically, emotionally, spiritually, everything that it had to let, we had to let go of all of our expectations as parents. Like as a mom, we, we, I think we naturally have some level of expectation. We don't, we don't know what it's going to look like exactly, but we don't expect what we ended up getting. <laughs> and so I just, I felt helpless all the time. I felt confused. I felt like a failure. I felt like 
is this the sum of my parenting is just this mess that I see all the time that I feel like I have no answers for. And so you often don't see those answers in the, in the middle of it. It's really now looking back and seeing yeah. how God carried us through that I'm realizing the work he was doing in those years and we're not out of it, but we're in a different version of it now. It is, you know, much better than where we were, but it definitely taught me. It humbled me in every sense of the word because I very quickly didn't have answers and I didn't know answers to the immediate and I didn't have answers for the future. And it was scary. And so I think it's taught me so much as a mom, just that, taking one season at a time and knowing I'm not going to know necessarily the steps that are right in that season. It's taking that next step in faith, asking God for constant wisdom and, and then realizing I'm going to mess up too. I, I can't say I did it all right. I didn't. There were things I wish I had known, but I didn't at the time. And so we're just taking that step one at a time or give us wisdom in this season Help us to accept your grace when we know we messed up because we're going to mess up mm -hmm. and help us to trust that you will be there for us in the future as well. And that's kind of where we're at now. One thing I would just say is I think the nature of motherhood itself is to reveal our weaknesses, mm -hmm. because if, if you have one children or 10 children, they're all going to be different and they're going to reveal really sin in our own hearts and we we just don't naturally have enough wisdom to parent children to adulthood in a, in the way that we want to as moms. So I do think that's by God's design, frankly, because it it takes us to our knees and causes us to run to him and seek his wisdom, which is the only wisdom that we really need in the end. What was it that led you both to collaborate on this and write this book? Because my motherhood journey has been a little unique, it has put a burden on my heart because I have many moms that reach out to me that are struggling in various ways and they don't know where to turn. And I think the theme I hear a lot is moms feeling like they're not doing enough and they're falling short in every way. And this mom's doing it different than I'm doing it. Am I doing it wrong? And there's so much insecurity. There is so much pressure. And now we're also in this day of social media where we see what everyone else is doing. And so we're constantly being presented with another way or a better way from our perspective or whatever it might be. And so I've talked to enough moms that I had felt that burden of how much moms were feeling like they had to do everything and be everything at all times. And so always feeling like you're falling short of that and really sucking the joy out of motherhood in many ways. And so I, I felt that burden, but I also knew I had a lot more to learn as a mom myself. And I still, my oldest is almost 17. And so I still haven't raised kids all the way through adulthood. And so I felt like, you know, I, I have a lot I'd love to share, but I don't, I don't have the full perspective yet. And so I feel like that'd be lacking. And so I was thinking of how my mom is who I have so much respect for has raised children through adulthood and now has 10 grandkids. And so we were sitting talking one day about all the things that we'd love to share to moms or we wish we had known. And this kind of table of contents kind of came out of that of, oh, the, all of this would be so helpful. I think just to let moms know they're not alone in this journey and to know the grace that's accessible to them that they may be missing simply because our eyes are so fixated on what we aren't doing or how we aren't good enough or whatever it may be. 
And so that kind of is where it came, I think, from just a heart to help moms know they're not alone. And we're really, we should be building each other up and supporting one another and giving each other the encouragement we need that this is a hard job. It's an important job and it's a hard job. And we can be pulled in so many different places that we feel like we're so thin, we're not offering anything to anybody. And so I think just being able to be that encouragement to spur one another on rather than tear each other down, rather than thinking I'm doing it better and you're doing it worse, being being able to be an encouragement one to one another. And really the way we do that the best is by pointing each other to the hope of the Lord and the wisdom and strength mm-hmm. that he gives. Um, and so that's really our desire and hope is to be biblically encouraging, but very practically yeah. helpful at the same time. And I would just add, I think motherhood itself is under attack today. Uh, moms are not feeling like they're doing enough to just stay at home and mother their children. And yet, if they go out and do other things, whether it's volunteer or working, then they feel like they're falling short at home. So they never feel like they are doing enough, as Sarah said. And I think we want to show moms, help them to understand the value that God places on the work that they're doing, that he sees them in the moments when they feel very unseen and that he is with them in those moments, in the in the hardest of moments, in those sleepless nights, when your child is throwing up, when you have not seen another living soul for weeks on end because of constant colds and sickness. And so so many moms are weary and defeated and burdened. And we we just wanted to offer a cup of cold water, really, to those moms day by day, saying, you are seen, God sees you, God loves you, God will provide what you need, and he gives more grace. What is your hope for moms who read this book? I think kind of like I was saying, I think we hope you know, you kind of want to strike that balance of being very biblically. I mean, our words can only go so far. Like we, we are human. We want to be practical. Our goal was to be able to be tangible and, and real in the sense that that's part of the beauty of doing this together is she has the wisdom of the years and I'm kind of in the nitty gritty of it right now still too. And so I I feel these things very deeply because they're smacking me in the face every day. And so I think we wanted to be very, first of all, very real in the sense that moms are going to be like, oh, I'm not the only one. (laughs) I struggle with that too. Or gosh, I'm feeling that way too. I didn't realize other moms felt the same. So just to, like my mom said, to feel seen and to feel value to their struggle, but then also to be actually helpful in a practical way in the sense of biblically speaking and give them more than just a pat on the back that it's great to know we're not alone, but but then what? And so wanting to also offer the fact that these are the truths that have carried us through. These are the truths that we keep preaching to ourselves. This is the evidence of how we've seen this play out in God's provision and his practical faithfulness. You know, trying to, I think, help moms even stir the wheels a little of how have you seen God's faithfulness in ways maybe you haven't recognized yet? Or what's one step today that you can look for this tangible gift of grace he has for you, but maybe we're so bogged down by all the the negatives that we're missing it. Those kinds of things. I think we just want it to be as practical as possible, 
help moms feel seen and cared for, but also ultimately then to point them to the Lord who can reach far deeper than we ever could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say there are so many conflicting voices in the world today telling moms what they should do, what they shouldn't do. And we really want to point them to the voice of the Lord for him to be the loudest voice that they listen to. And I also really hope that what comes through in these chapters is that God calls mothers to be faithful, not to be perfect. Uh, we we will all make mistakes. We, you know, as Sarah said, we we have made mistakes, even mistakes we don't realize that we've made. But God uses even our mistakes. In fact, he uses our weakness far greater than he uses our strengths, I think. And so that's why I think he shows us our weakness. But the fact is that God will be faithful uh, as we rely on him and we pray to him and ask for his wisdom. He is always a faithful father. I'm speaking with Sarah Walton and Linda Green, the authors of He Gives More Grace, a 30-day devotional for moms. Sarah and Linda, is there anything you would have done differently as you look back on your individual motherhood journey so far? I think I would have changed my expectations of my children and myself. So let me explain. As precious as our children are, the reality is they are little sinners. They come to us as little sinners. And in my case, I was teaching them what they should do. I was pouring into them. And in a practical sense, I would forget their sinners, which translated to I was surprised when they disobeyed, or I would get frustrated or impatient. And I think if that if that was constantly a reminder in my head, well, this is a sinner, why would you expect them to behave differently than little sinners? At the same time, I had high expectations of myself as a mom. And so I, and I think I had wrong expectations of what God expected of me, of what others expected of me. And then of course, what I expected of myself. And so it was as I began to really preach the gospel to myself to understand who I am, that I am a sinner in need of grace every single day. And the more I grasped that in a really practical way, the more I learned to give grace to my children. At the same time, pointing them to the Lord who they needed to personally seek for not only salvation, but for his grace every day. Um, You know, I think a big theme that I feel like God has really taught me through the years that I would say probably most moms get to a point of realizing this, but being able to embrace the seasons that I'm in and see the beauty in each one and not be wishing each one away that feels really hard. Mm -hmm. Because I think the reality is, is every season is hard in its own way. Each season has its own fun things, its own blessings, its own unique things to it. But I think as moms, because we can just be going, 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 and we are always juggling a million plates at the same time, it can be really easy to kind of miss everything that's happening around us and and not really remember to stop and enjoy the gifts of each season that we're in. And 
I think I had some unusual circumstances with what our son was going through, but at the same time, I can look back now and I can appreciate more of some of the sweetness of those seasons, but it makes me also wish I had had the eyes to see it then. And, you know, to some extent we can't always, I think there's always a little bit of looking back with some nostalgia that Mm -hmm. you are, there are seasons where you are somewhat a little more in survival mode. And I think that has an exception to it, but overall, I think we can get in this pattern of thinking of, oh, but next season, that'll be easier. Oh, but when they grow out of this stage, that will be much better. And if we're in that mantra all the time, I think it, it tempts us to miss the beauty of what's right in front of us. And I, I, so I, I've, I have those regrets at times. And then I'm reminded, oh yeah, that's why we wrote about, he gives more grace (laughs) (laughs) because we are not going to get it all right. But that would be my encouragement to moms is really try to help yourself stop and look at the blessings and the beauty of the season you're in. And yeah, you can acknowledge the hard. It is hard sometimes. And it's, that's, that's going to be true in every season, but to try to think about how can I make the most of the season that I'm in and embrace where I'm at and that it's okay that this may not be the season I can work, or this may not be the season where I can join that group, or this may not be the season I can do this or whatever. And that's okay. That time might come. How can I invest and be faithful where I'm at right now with what God has given me, trusting he'll make space for that at the time that's right? Mm -hmm. How can moms show each other more grace? First of all, I think we need to receive the grace the Lord has for us and understand how much mercy that we've been given. I think we also need to recognize that God has given us each different gifts different capacities. And as we recognize that all that we have has been given to us by God's grace, we will then be able to give grace to others. And I I think the temptation in our insecurity, sometimes we, we are judgmental of other moms. And there's so many ways we do that. You know, you homeschool your kids, somebody else uses public school. And to make ourselves feel better about the decision that we have made, we can cast judgment on the decision someone else has made. And we just have to recognize that God God leads different people in different ways. And we have to recognize that we are debtors to his mercy. And so there is really, God calls us to not cast judgment on other people, but to love other people. And I, I think the the older I've gotten, um, the more I am able to see that we are all just doing our best to parent and to grandparent. And what what moms need is is really not judgment or criticism. What moms need is encouragement and love and coming alongside one another and helping each other. Um, so that's yeah, I think that is a gift that God has gives us through the gospel and really understanding who he is and what he's done for us. Yeah, I was just I read this quote, interestingly, this morning, this guy named James Huffstetler. He said, you will never really enjoy other people. You will never have stable emotions. You will never lead a life of godly contentment. You will never conquer jealousy and love others as you should until you thank God for making you the way he did. And it just kind of struck me because I think so much of the ways that we tear other moms down or we compare ourselves to other moms 
is because we feel so insecure ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so if like my mom was saying, if we're starting with realizing my security isn't in my own abilities or my strengths or whatever it is, but the fact that God has made me the way he has, including allowing the weaknesses I have, the limitations I have, the children I have, the circumstances I have, we all have very different lives. And we only see like a little sliver of each other's lives. And so often these assumptions we're making are based off of what we see from the outside and we're comparing the inside of our life to the outside of everyone else's life, which is very skewed. Mm -hmm. So being able to one, work on this idea that why do I compare myself to other moms? Is it because I feel like I'm less than other moms because of this or this or this? And why is that? What's going on in me? Or what is my tendency to want to tear another mom down to build myself up? Why is that? So I think changing this narrative as moms and seeing that we are on the same team, we we are meant to be in community and supporting each other and encouraging each other and being there to pick each other up when we do make a mistake or we're hurting because of our child or whatever it is, to see that God's given us all different gifts that's meant to be used in community. We're meant to help build one another up yeah. and be a body in a sense as the body of Christ. And so how can we do that as moms mm -hmm. to best support one another, um, knowing those journeys will look unique from each other? Do each of you have a favorite mom scripture or a scripture that encouraged you or encourages you the most as a mom? Well, I would say 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10 have really been encouraging to me that God's strength is made perfect in weakness. Yeah. I have just so often felt my weakness and I've, I've realized that that is when I am drawn closer to the Lord. I run to him and his grace always comes through to me. Another scripture God gave me when Sarah was going through her challenges was Genesis 50, 20, where Joseph was facing his brothers after he had been betrayed by them and all of that. And he said, you meant this for evil, but God meant it for good. And I think so often there are things in our children's lives that we can't control and that make us feel worried for them, or they make choices that we're concerned are going to cause, have lifelong consequences. But that, that scripture, that what, what looks like Satan has won the victory in their lives, or some teacher or some coach or some child has really hurt your child, we can really rest in knowing that God uses all, all things according to his perfect plan. And we can trust him to bring good out of anything as we look to him and trust him and continue to just pray for his good purposes. Yes. Amen. For me, I, some of my favorite verses just in general in life have been um, 2 Corinthians 4, 16 and 17 and 18 and 18. So we do not lose heart though. Our outer self is wasting away. Our inner self is being renewed day by day for this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparisons. So that we look to the, not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen mm -hmm. for the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. And I think it's just helpful for me 
to remember how much God is doing that I can't see. And I think that's important as moms, because we so often see our children as a work in progress and we can't always see what God is doing behind the scenes. And it can be easy to focus on the areas we want them to grow or we don't see them growing or that worry us. And we, we project into their future that they're guaranteed going to struggle with this and the, you know, and it can be such a burden as a mom let alone our own struggling and our own weariness. And I deal with chronic illness too. So I feel that struggle myself of that physical breaking down of my body that limits me to being the mom I want to be sometimes. And so trying to shift that mindset to see, okay, but God has allowed that thorn in my flesh and has chosen not to take it. How might he be using that in my motherhood to actually be a blessing to my children and be working in them things as he's working in things in me that I may not see right away. And I get glimpses of it every once in a while of how he redeems those things um, if I have the eyes to see it. But it's just helpful, I think, to remember our view is so limited in what God is doing. And sometimes what can feel so hopeless in our immediate situation, God has been doing a deeper work that we will be amazed by one day. But we want to be able to continue to remind ourselves he is always at work, even if we can't see it. Our job is to be faithfully taking that next step to the best of our ability with the wisdom he gives. You've been listening to His People on Pilgrim Radio. Many thanks to our guests, Linda Green and Sarah Walton, mother and daughter co-authors of He Gives More Grace, 30 Reflections for the Ups and Downs of Motherhood Through the Years. Coming up on tomorrow's program, it's Thomas Ricard about what the New Testament book of Jude says about false teachers and false teaching. But we want to be able to remain true to what God has given us in His Word, and and we want to hold to the true gospel, because if we depart from the true gospel, then we have no gospel at all. That's tomorrow at this same time, right here on His People. Thanks for listening.